of an ever increasing social wage that also must be paid to the poorest of the poor. And here's my thing. National government has for years celebrated the fact that they have one of the largest social grant system in the world. In the world, literally. Within this galaxy of Earth, they have the largest social grant system. No one should ever celebrate that, that uh, more than 50% of your population is living on social grants. It, it really goes down to being a bad call in your own party. It then speaks to the fact that, listen, you have actually ensured that millions of people are poor, destitute, and are really living under the poverty line. That's actually what they're saying, and that's okay. Um, it should, should never celebrate people living on social grants, living on uh, 350. So now, government has said that they can't, they don't have money to afford the social grants. Now, here's my whole issue with that. We can always go loan money at the um, World Bank, at the UIF, UIM, not UIF, International Monetary Fund, IFM, whatever, we can go and loan money at our other countries and friends. But the issue is, you, can know, you can't loan money every single time merely for social wage. You will kill your economy like we're seeing right now. So now we will see what we call austerity measures, where government literally comes out and cuts billions of rents on the budget to deal with the debt crisis. But here's my opinion about that. In order for you to, to restructure the economy, first of all, you must ensure the economy is conducive to job creation. And how do you do that? To cut red tape. We must remove what we call the black economical empowerment in affirmative action. Why do I say that? I'm a colored, so I'm black in South Africa. And we know we've also had some sort of benefit from BE and many black people as well. But BE has for years now only catered for black elitists, ANC members or ANC caters and not the majority black colored Indian people in our country. Uh, like my brother here who's helping me with the sound today. He is a black brother. Have you ever benefited from BE in this country? Have you got a job today because have you gone, got money from government in terms of that? I am a colored, I've never gotten money from government to do that. So why should it still happen? Why isn't BE working for the majority of black people who is black, Indian, colored, and African? Why isn't it working for us? And that's a question we ask ourselves every single time when we, we don't have a job, when we go to a bank and we can't afford to buy a bread, a piece of bread for our household. Life is tough in South Africa. And because of policies there, it does not, it's not conducive to job and economical growth. And that must stop. And people always say that China was great. But remember, China was also poor at some point after Chairman Mao took power from the then, uh, the then Chinese leadership, Nationalist Party of China. There was a, a revolution in China, and then the Communist Party of China, the CCP, then won the Nationalist Party. They then moved them over, the Nationalist Party then moved or ran away into exile in what we call today as Taiwan, Right? Then, after that point, people always say that China was good on communism. But people must remember that Chinese people were killed. Millions of Chinese people died because of hunger and because of Chairman Mao's policies. So what people are saying, no, no, but we, can, we must still kill. People South Africa must die before we get to where we want to be. It doesn't have to be like that, like that. We must get to a point where we actually say we must look away from politics and actually work to get our country back to where we need to be. Great jobs, great, take people out of poverty, but firstly to take people out of the social grant system. As long as people live on social grants, they will stay poor. They will stay poor. And that must stop. So that is my opinion about social grants. I'm not saying that stop it right now because people will die. But gradually decrease the amount of funny people get. We must take people, people must not be dependent on government to make a living. That's why we must create jobs. We must bring back factories. 
You know what, my brother? Every single year, cold day in Malanga in that area is a mines day. I've been taken to, to Europe, right? At least we pay for that. We, we get money for that. But then we look at our, our mines, our, our, our gold, our minerals, which is being taken to China and other countries around the world. Now, these are raw materials. So we don't any, get benefit from that raw materials being sold to China, them, and all other European uni, Union states. My thing has always been, let's equip people right now, like your, my, yourself, myself, let's equip us to take the raw gold and turn it into a finished product. So now you create jobs, you build the economy, so you now know how to make a finished product of that gold thing. Like, for example, the phone will also use certain metal, minerals and whatever. So now we can also create phones and covers, whatever, create jobs, build the economy, and then we send a finished product to China. We don't do that. We are rather focusing right here on sending raw materials to China and not making anything on that. So, yeah. Um, so the MP happened in law... Registration opened over the weekend and more than 2 million people got registered since last year, which is absolutely great. And one thing I have seen, guys, is that people are quite uh, enthusiastic about the election this year. Because I think people understand the importance of this year's election. It's not about removing an ANC or it's not about taking away power from black people, black, colored, Indian, African. No, not about that. It's about saving our communities. Because my thing is, when we vote, my parents and your parents voted ANC 94, we did so because we wanted to change our country. And it happened under Obama Mandela, it happened under Obama Tamumbeki, Khalil Mokhlantle, and then we had the Jacob Zuma years, and we had Guptas, and we had Ramaphosa, all the failures of our country. And now the ANC said, no, 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 we must blame apartheid because load shedding is apartheid's fault. No, 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 no. Our healthcare crisis is apartheid's fault. No, 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 no. Job crisis is apartheid. They only made jobs for white people. It's nonsense. Your government must take responsibility for the failures of your own, of your own uh, policies. In the last 30 years, have the ANC built new, sub, um, new uh, um, uh, what do you call that, that thing that made the turbines and all those uh, uh, places that make electricity, I can't recall the name now, substations, whatever. They've not built, they have to build two, but none of those two are working currently because of faults of, of corruption, of nepotism, all that nonsense is corruption. So the question here is, they've literally allowed our country to go to where we are today. And we have not seen in the last couple of years, since Ramaphosa took office five years, five years ago, any new power being brought under the grid. There's no renewables, there's no new nucleus, no new nothing. The question here is, guys, are they really serious about ending load shedding if they are doing that? And I don't think they are. Because if they were serious about ending load shedding and really getting our economy back to, to order, they would, have done it, they would have done the utmost best to ensure load shedding ends. And we have not seen it happening at all. So if you would like to still po- want to participate in the election this year, although the physical registrations are, are still are closed right now, you can still do it online at registertovote.elections.org.za. Registertovote.elections.org.za. Go there, apply to register, and please participate in the elections. And this is specifically a call to our young people. Because guys, I don't think I'm I, I don't know why we have to fight the youth. Um, to go out and vote. I don't know why. Because the fact is more than 56% of the youth are unemployed right now. I am, I studied public management right at Bordan College. So I must, in order for me to get my qualification, I must go and get to a 18 months compulsory internship. 
to gain experience and, and, and qualification to get my national diploma. I've gone to every department in national government, provincial and local. I can't find a job, but I am qualified. I have, a, I have a qualification and I can't get a job. I'm a young person and it goes for millions of other young people across our country who can't get a job. And that's why this, this election is so important for you to get a job. Bell J says, nothing has changed, my brother. That's fa- and it's actually true. Nothing has changed. And the thing that has changed over the last couple of years, there's a lot of things that have changed. I think more than people have gotten electricity right now, but now we don't have power. But the fact is we have actually gone backwards to almost going back to the cave days where people are trying to make fire to get make a living. And that's not possible in the modern country. Um, okay, we don't get opportunities, but people are forcing us to vote, I don't understand. Okay, let's let let explain this to you. I do know you. We don't get opportunities, and yes, that's correct. But that's why you must vote in the government. It actually has a vision for us. You know what I always say: the ANC was a voice for the major majority of people of color during the last couple of years, right? The colored people in general have never had a political party to vote for, except the DA. They were never colored. They were only white, right? So now the thing is, we now have that for us as colored people. We have the NCC, we have um, the Patriotic Alliance, and to some extent, we had, we had good. But I will talk more about those three parties later in the show. So if we go to that parties, we look at their manifestos, what they stand for, and that's how you vote. You don't go out to vote because Zuma dance quiet or because Malema likes to fight. You vote for a party because their policies are correct and their policies will speak economical growth. And that's what we must understand. If you vote for a party, a party because they seem lacquer and they have food and they have lacquer clothing, they have lacquer raves, you will never make it in life. And that's why I always say people, go out and vote. Even though you know it might not happen right now, but change will come definitely if you vote for the correct party. You have a right to not vote. It's your right. But the thing is, Mr. J- Bell J, that if you don't vote, you will give an ANC, EFF, um, DA, those parties in parliament right now, a greater chance of going back into power again and failing you once again. You now vote for a party which you believe in, let's say the NCC, because they are a colored party. You will now vote for them because you believe in their policies. You will now give them a greater chance, Mr. Bell, to get into parliament and to pass policies which might work for you. You vote for, you not vote, that is one less vote for the ANC, but also one more vote because there's no vote against them. That's why I go out and vote, even if it means not voting for the greater, biggest party. Vote for a smaller party. But also remember that it might mean nothing. Like we've seen now in Johannesburg, where we, people vote for smaller parties. They wanted to remove the ANC last week out of Equilania, I believe, if I'm correct. Smaller party with one seat in parliament helped the ANC get back into power. Now, that's the other tricky part of voting for a smaller party. They might work with the ANC. They might work with the DA. They might work with the EFF. And that's another issue. That's why we need to build capacity, go out, support people, encourage people to vote so that we can get a correct party into power to lead our people. So yeah, the, so please guys, go out and vote. It's very important. Uh, we cannot sit at home and look at what's happening to our country. When I was in primary school, I one day looked out over my community. I attended Melton Primary and I saw many people walking in, my, in, our, in Daisy Street um, without any vision. Gowns, a little drunk. And I told myself, oh, I don't want to be like that. I want to be the change in my community. And the issue here is, guys, 
as much as you, as much as you note and you see the difficulties right there, you must be the change. Go out, encourage people to vote. And this goes for our, our leaders of our churches. You have a massive audience every single Sunday listening to you. Don't speak politics in church, but ask them, ask them, encourage them to go out and vote because it's so important. Uh, we need change. And if we don't have it right now, I don't think our country will survive another five years of racialized policies, another five years of an economy and of economical policy not working for our country. It has failed for 30 years. It doesn't work. Do you think we need another five years of that mess? The ANC promised us under its ASG in December of last year, that, in last year, that the loading will end in December. Here Jesus, as no February favor, we still have load shedding. Just last night, this morning, we had load shedding. Uh, so are they serious about ending the crisis in our country? And I can answer you, they aren't at all. So yeah, um, can we just quickly go for a break? And then I will come back and we'll just speak about the top three parties in the parliament. And then just for me to also take a breather because I get different gases in my stem and I always come up right. So I will be back. See you with us. We'll be back right now after this. Hey, Mr. Brown, feeling down? Listen to the leading internet radio station in Cape Town. Verpletter plezier, luister naar Radio Easter 4. Dus oorstasie, onze talent en hele play lekker onze mensen. Salam, 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 Salam,
Right, but we hope you enjoyed that lekker pinkster music. That's the beginning of pinkster. It makes always feel lekker. It's uh, rare that you the entire atmosphere in, in a play. So I really hope you really enjoy that one. Um, so yeah, before the break, we actually spoke about um, the IC and the importance of 
participating in the elections. Uh, and guys understand, people don't always want to participate and we can't blame them for that. Uh, we've seen so many issues happening in our country. There's been so many promises made and we don't seem to see any change occurring or happening. Um, but the fact remains that we need to go out and participate uh, if we really want to see change happening. Uh, we cannot allow people to make a choice on, your, on our behalf. And that's something that we should really know and take note of. Um, as much as we all want to uh, just do, don't go out there, we need to. Um, here's the issue, guys. Um, in the last election, I think more than, what, 10 million people did not participate in the last national election. 10 million people did not participate to vote. The ANC, if the ANC, if those people came into and they went to go and vote, the ANC would have been out of power with that 10 million non-participatory electorate or citizens. And that's how very significant elections are. I think I spoke to the IEC chairperson a couple of months ago, and even our my sister Koi Queen spoke to um, the PO in the Western Cape, Mr. Hendrickse, um, just last week. When I spoke to him last, a few couple of months ago, um, he actually told me that there was one municipality in Cape Town that actually, on Western Cape, that actually won by one vote. That particular party could have taken over that city with one vote. One vote. And that's how important one vote actually is. One vote can get a party a seat in parliament. One vote can actually make someone a president uh, to have a majority within parliament to make that person a president. And that's why we, we should not just stay at home and allow other people to vote on our behalf. Because should you then not participate, you automatically say, okay, no, it's fine. I don't want to participate. So you make a choice on my behalf. And should anything happen, I can't complain. So I can't tell you not to do that. I can't say, but I don't have a job. I can't say, I, I'm poor. I can't say about this and that. No, you didn't participate. You allowed the people to vote on your behalf because you trusted them with, de- with their vote. So automatically, you now say, okay, it's fine. I trust them enough to elect a, a party that, I be- that they believe works for them. Because every one of us have a different uh, condition, economical condition, backgrounds in our households. So every single party will allow for different things to happen in the economy. Um, we are now seeing that the ANC is moving very much away from the West, which in my view is not a very good thing. Specifically not for our country right now. The West, for those who don't know, is countries like your European countries, Americas, um, Canada, Australia, all those wealthier nations that actually got the wealth from Africa, right? Those countries. Um, so right now, if they move away from that, they're losing a massive billion-dollar uh, investment boost that comes from trading with them. They're now moving to Russia and China, which is also not a very bad thing. But do not cut ties because you want to impress your South South friends, rather build on your ties with the West to ensure that our economy can grow significantly so as well. Um, so yeah, that's that. So guys, a couple of months ago, or I think in January the 8th, the ANC made their manifesto loans, or had their manifesto loans, where they discussed the January 8th statement, where they came and report back to the people of our country and the people of their party regarding what they've done for us in the last five years, Right. The SG of the ANC in Fakir and Balula has said that they have made, they have accomplished 90% of the electoral promises. That is a sigh. 90% means that they've, they've made the majority of the promises. Now, I don't know how they calculate their successes in terms of the manifesto and how they came to the number of 90%. What I do know is that our people are still suffering and even worse so. 
when we when the ANC elected Ramaphosa as its leader in 2019 um or somewhere there or before that um the 2019 general election yeah so they got they elected them in the 2018 um conference they elected Ramaphosa um as the new president right so they didn't vote for Juma's wife um Lamini Zuma when they he came into power he said this is now a reform for the ANC it is now a fight against corruption a fight against nepotism and building the economy and in my view i've never supported the ANC in such way politically but in my view i i, I knew because the ANC was too big to fail at that point of time right i supported his presidency as Ramaphosa because we all believe in this country those who love politics we all believe that it might now be that he will bring forth change that the economy will not start growing because he's a business person of course this guy is a multimillionaire so he knows how to make money and we hope and we believe at that point that he might do the same for our country now then we had the zondo commission right the report was finished after spending billions of rands of taxpayer money the report is now finished Judge Jondo gave uh, the president a whole docket, I think five books. I almost read, I almost read everything, but I get, get bored. So I left the report. But when I was reading the report, guys, yo, I would like to encourage you to go out and read the report. Because the amount of money being stolen. But also, the beauty of the report was, guys, that they actually named people in the report by name. And they gave evidence as to, the, the commission said, okay, this person, Zizi Kortua, was involved in corruption. Please investigate him further. They might be criminal charges against him. They said the other person, Zuma, was the mastermind behind this. Investigate him, but we've not seen anything of that sort. We've not seen people being arrested. No investigations happening under um, the under government to get these people behind bars, to get them in front of a court of law, and to ensure that we can get to the bottom of whether or not they were part of corruption at all. The one thing Zuma Ramaphosa uh, has done, of course, since he got into office was to protect these people. And we saw this under the COVID-19 regulations when um, the former Minister of Health, um, that Zulim Kize, he, I, Zulim Kize, that guy was part of the Digital Vibe scandal where he gave money to a particular Indian family. And the only thing that happened there was he was suspended for a couple of months, weeks, and then he was removed from power. But he's still within the ANC NEC. We saw this with Um, Satila Diko, the spokesman of, of, of Ramaphosa. Her husband was also part of a corruption scandal during COVID PPE scandal. She was removed from power, but still, still a prominent member of the ANC, NEC. And that's what happened when you were found guilty of corruption within, within the ANC. Although they say they are decisive in the action against corruption, we don't see these people paying. We don't see them losing positions or being arrested or being criminally charged. And he is becoming... A dictator and worse than what Ramaphosa actually was under his watch. Um, so yeah, that's about Ramaphosa. We all thought he might now be a complete change and difference compared to what Zuma was, um, but we are not seeing anything happening. We are more. The economy is not growing. They celebrated a North Point one to three percent increase or growth in the economy which is disastrous for any country you can't celebrate a north point three percent increase in your economy or upwards trend in your economy it's it's as um the also said over the weekend that they are aiming for a decisive electoral victory now he also said that they will win the elections 
You also say that, the, that there's parties outside of our country like Israel and the European countries that might come in and infiltrate the election. Hmm. So what is the agency scared of, of now infiltration of the election? As a frag, like why would you, as a president who owns sort of the IEC, now suggest that there might be um, countries that will try to influence the election outcome when you actually said nothing about that? When your own former SG said that um, your party was rigging elections over the last couple of years, so why would you now so much suggest that a country like uh, what's their name, like Israel? will now come in and influence the election outcome. Um, I think that at some point of time, we must really grow up and see that whenever South Africans made a choice of not wanting to be in power, you should deal with it and move on. Because we live in a democracy where people have a choice to choose where they want to be in power. Then, um, let's speak right now about the ANC government over the last 30 years. So earlier I told you guys that we had an electricity crisis right now, we have a health crisis, And in the 90s, when Mandela was president, a report came out where they said that, listen here, we need to increase our capacity when it comes to electricity because it might be that we will, the, the country will grow out, the consumption of electricity will grow out, the con- what we will be able to put out. No one listened because Madiba now was important to rebuilding our country. Then Mbeki came, and then Mutlantle came, and then Zuma came, and Zuma went to Russia, to go speak with Vladimir Putin on a private meeting that no one knew with NEC or cabinet about this private meeting to have a deal about nuclear power. It would have cost our country at that point one trillion rand, which we can't afford, right? Private deal with only him and um, Vladimir Putin. Then the court told him, listen here, um, you can't do that. It's illegal. So, and we can't afford it. So the court stopped him, so he ended that right there. Now, they want to go back and look at nuclear again, which is actually a great thing because nuclear is quite cheaper than normal conventional power stations. Um, it's cheaper to run, it's more energy efficient um, compared to your normal, that where you, your normal coal-powered substations or power stations. Um, but it's more relatively more expensive and it takes almost 15 years to complete. So if you say now you're looking at nuclear power right now, So that guy, that fossil fuel idiot minister, Gwyneth Mithas, when they tell us, okay, we will now have to wait for another 15 years before we have end of load shedding. Because that fossil fuel guy, Mr. Gwyneth Mithas, say, is so, I am so out here, Jesus. That man will be able to find fossil fuel. He has an entire issue of fossil, of, of clean energy. Why are they against clean energy, of course? Because they have contracts with the supplies and the ANC is connected with the supplies of coal. That's why they want, they want to move away from coal. So the ANC is well, a skeleton party. But every other party is skeleton. They did the same. The EFF is the skeleton. And the dome is not good. So that's the issue with them. So now we have Naramaposa. And he promised in a, as a deputy president in 20, what, 15, 12, 19, that in 10 months' time, we will think of loaching as a thing of the past. There's no 2024, the 5th February, and we still have load shedding. He lied to us. Um, so, yeah. We need to really work <laughs> on who we trust. Finally, I would like to speak right now about the ANC breakaway parties and why this is important for this up-and-coming election. 
Now, since last year, December, we've seen Zuma forming a party called the MK Party. Then we saw Ace Mahisule forming the ACT Party. And then we saw Karl Niehaus forming Eritrea. I hope I'm saying it right. Party. All these are disgruntled pro-Zuma supporters forming parties against the ANC. Remember, Karl was suspended because he had a one-man protest um, where he stood like that. Yeah, one person at any meeting, and he was subsequently suspended because of that. Zuma is now suspended by the ANC because of the MK Party movement. And Ace was found guilty, um, and he was suspended by the ANC Integrity Committee um, for whatever he has done. We all know what he has done. Let's pray for him. Now, what's significant about those three parties, even the people might say, but ah, Zuma's an old guy, um, nothing will happen there. Um, the issue, guys, is that Zuma still plays a very important role within the ANC and with a, within KJN. So should he then now form a party and get the amount of votes in KJN, it might mean they will lose power as the ANC. It might mean that the DAIFP coalition will come into the province in KJN. And for the first time, it will not be an ANC stronghold. Because the closest party to the ANC is the IFP, but still by a long shot. So if the ANC DA, if the IFP DA works together to form a coalition government, we might see something happening in KZN. But the issue with KZN is it's a very um, tribalist type of a province, right? Um, so I don't think there will be liquor with a DA support there. The only place they got it right was... Um, was uh, the, the, the city of where Mayor Papas is right now. They just got it right. But other than that, the IFP is a massive stronghold there in the ANC. So we might see the ANC losing power to MK, but also we might see now the EFF votes being pushed up because people don't want to vote for the ANC. Now they have an alternative to vote for. And gee, we will see. It will be quite a like, exciting party like election this year. Eritrea doesn't exist anymore because they formed or they amalgamated with the EFF. Um, so, yeah, they are there right now. The issue I have with all these three parties is the fact that I think this is merely a farce to get votes away from the EFF and not the ANC. I might view this as merely just the ANC working with those three people to get votes away from the EFF um, to put them also in power because um, the less votes they give to DA, the less votes they get to the Action Asia, whatever, the more votes they will again get, of course. That's my view, but we will see what happens. The MK part will also prove the point that Zuma is not as famous as he thought he was, once was. Um, people say that this guy's a strategist. Of what? What did they strategize to come by today? So they've done nothing for our country. So we need to see what will happen there. But also, the ICS also said that he will not be able to participate in the election because he has a criminal record. So should you have a criminal record, should you have been arrested, my brother, you can't be president of our country. You can't go to parliament and you must wait for five years after you've been charged of your criminal, to, criminal case or your matter to go and participate again. So it might mean that he will not be able to be president. His party has protested at the IEC offices over the weekend they threatened to burn down the IC offices should he not be able to participate. But the con- constitutional of our country is quite, and the laws are, are quite clear, and he knows that, that you can't part- participate if you have a criminal record. Um, with the exception, of course, of Mandiba back then. But it's changed right now. Y- you can't. Um, 
He also said that he, we, need, we need to look at how we can change the entire dynamic of our country of now going away from nine to four provinces, like what happened during our apartheid years. Now, the very same Zuma that is now calling the nine provinces to Mats is calling the electoral process illegal in our country right now, was the same guy that couldn't even um, accept an attack when he was president. So why now when you are now in also with your own party, why now do you want change in terms of electoral process, in terms of provinces? Because he knows in a current setup, he will never be president once again. He will not get votes this election. And if he does get votes, it will maybe be a tiny vote. It will very small votes amount that we will get. So yeah, shame. But we will see how famous he is after the election day. The last point I want to like to mention is quickly on the issue of um of the yeah of the ANC breakaway parties. Lastly, now as much as the ANC says they will they're looking to have a decisive victory come the elections next year, we all know now that they are ever closer to not being in office within Pretoria in the union buildings at the end of this election year. I've always said that the ANC will not lose now. They might lose um, in the next election, but it seems like we do will see something happening this year where they will might lose power. But it all remains to be seen whether or not it will happen. Don't you think so, my brother? Too early for them to lose power. Okay. Master DJ says, ah, they will not lose now. Will you vote for them? Ah. <laughs> he says, no, okay. Don't vote. So, yeah, uh, I will see... As lecker, I must say, I'm quite excited for what will happen in this election because it, it will really be lecker. And I've seen what happened over the weekend um, when two parts were fighting over the rules of the IEC. And I told someone there that I worked, that I worked with that this might be Udakhan Vies fighting, infighting battles to get votes. And that's why it's important, guys, that we go out and participate and vote for the Greek party at all. So, yeah, let's take a quick break. After I come back, I'm going to speak about a DA their party, um, and then also the Economical Freedom Fighters Party, EFF, about my views about those four parties. And then I will also speak about coalition governments, pro-colored indigenous movements or parties, and as well as the Western Cape as a ge- in general. And then lastly, once again, we're going to speak about the importance of the colored vote in this election. Please stay with us. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Tune in to the leading internet radio station in the mother city, Radio Easter River. For more information, log on to our website, which is www.radioeasterriver.co.za. She told me her name 
It was the king of pop, of course, the Michael Jackson. Yes, like, I wonder what you would have looked like and been like if you were still alive today and what music you would have been able to make. Um, wow. Um, I know I'm still very young, so I must be able to listen. But yeah, I, I like your song. It's like a vibe with yes. So yeah, um, so just a quick, a quick brief about what we spoke about thus far. So we spoke about the MPE of... Um, this year it will take place. I spoke to someone and they said the election might take place in May. The last date is the 31st of August, which election must take place. So between May and August, we will have the elections. So yeah, it will a couple of months away, but I believe that we will see things heating up very soon. Um, specifically, as parties are getting in the groove of campaigning for elections, having the manifesto launches, something you must really keep an eye out for. I must also add, guys, that when you do go out to a party, go and ask them for the manifesto. See who they are. See what they stand for. Because within that document stands and states what their visions will be for the country, what the vision will be for our people, um, and how they will go about the economical the economical prospects of our country. Very important. So look at that. Ask them for that. If they don't have one, I don't think you should trust them very much. Because that means that they might not know what they stand for. Because that document with the constitution allows for you to understand who the party is and what they stand for. Whenever, even when I invite, invite a party to come to speak with me here at studio, the one thing I also ask them, can you please provide me with the, with the document for your, for your, your um, manifesto document or information around your party so I can have a better understanding of who you are and what you stand for. Some don't have. Some are still sending to me after, even after they were here. Um, so yeah, that's why I say don't trust these parties. I'm also scalms, uh, but yeah, um, that's that. Um, finally, we also spoke about <laughs> I, Mr. Belge, the ANC must fall this time. It was just yes, like, but yeah, they must fall. We need change. And the thing is, guys, if we look at what's happening right now, it is not just merely about, ah, shame, um, they fought fast, ah, shame, Mandela died for us. Ach, shame. We have all about Tambo there. You were killed. Ach, shame. No, 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 no. The thing is, Dave, even one of the um, leaders of the ANC, Mandela said once that if the, ANC, the, if the ANC does to you what the NP, a party government, did to us, do what we do to the ANC, to the party government, remove them. We, so why should we feel scared to remove them. Why should we still feel like we owe them our lives because of what they've done? The mere fact is, I always say, there's ANC makes out of they were the only people who fought against apartheid. They weren't. You know what? The ANC actually died out during the years when Mandela was in prison. They died out. At some point, something happened where the people became aware of them again. And then they must now took the, the hero subtitle of the world of ending up Apartheid. They didn't end apartheid. The people fought with him against an oppressive apartheid white minority government to end what we saw as oppressive, as um, as not anything that we want anymore. Uh, so yeah, but I think the time is over. They have done their part. The actual fact, my brother, with liberation movements are they feel this type of a ego where they should be in power forever. We see this with Zimbabwe with the Zanu PF party. We saw this in Namibia with what what they party is now. The, the president just died over the weekend. Uh, they they they're the same there in Zimbabwe in, in, in Namibia. 
in the same year in, the, in South Africa with the ANC, where all these liberation parties feel they have this type of a ego to always be in power. No. You've done your part to so move on, allow other parties to come in to also do their part. Because yes, no one asked you to go out to Roman Island to, to, to die for us. No one asked you to do that. It was your own choice. So why must, we, why must we always owe you for that? We didn't ask you to go and sacrifice your family to go to Ireland, to Robben Island. We didn't ask Mandela to allow, to leave his children in Winnie Madagascar, Mandela there. No one asked him to do that. They, they, they sacrificed that. So why must we owe them? Why must we always give back to them for, 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 their, for, their, for their choice of fighting for us? That's nonsense. They have done their part, move on, allow other parties now to come in. Okay. Okay, so guys, the, the DA in the Western Cape. Now, yes, I've always, I, when I spoke to the DA counselor um, a couple of weeks ago, Miss Tammy Jackson, I told her, Tammy, I have an issue with many colored leaders in government today. These are people that got in on the colored vote, right? You go into, into parliament, you go into council, you do nothing for colored people. And then she asked me, about what, do you, what do you mean by colored nothing, doing nothing on colors? I told them, as much as I believe that every community has their own issues. Let's say, I always make an example of Kailicha and of Yesterfi. Completely different communities, but we also have our own issues, right? But we see that we, we, we don't have the same service delivery within Yesterfi that we see in Kailicha. Not their fault at all. Blame the DA for that. Because they failed our color community when it comes to delivery of services. Even for the black community when it comes to delivery of services. Go to any wealthier white minority community, you'll not see the same issues in their communities right there. You won't see the same issues that we face here. The drains never overflow in white communities. You never see an overflow of garbage in white communities. But we see that in Kalicha and we see this in Yesterf here. And that must be something we must talk about with the DA or that. They failed the majority of, of black and color communities they failed in our country because of the racialized nature of service delivery. And I will say in their faces as well when they come here what again. They have failed our people. And we see this now. They are quite scared because, remember, the only reason why the DA is still in power is because of the colored vote. That's the only thing. And the moment we, we, we understand that how important your vote is as colored people, you understand why you should always teach them a lesson one day. Tell them, we are in control of this province. We own you because we gave you our vote. And that will happen. So the, currently the, in the DA, we have leaders, Johnston Hazen and Helen Ziller, who is a party leader. John, the party leader, Helen Ziller, the federal chairperson. The main issue I have with this to people is that people of South Africa do not relate to them at all. John goes out to a media briefing last week and he says that all black people are drunk yards. Since when are all black people drunk yards? So you will come to Cape Town and say all coloreds are gangsters. Since when are all colored people gangsters? And then he says, but it wasn't racist. I will not apologize for that. It was racist when you call black people all drunk yards. If we call you whites land thieves, if we call you land thieves, which you are. But you can call black drunkards, you can call colored people gangsters, which you are not. And he has not apologized for that utterances at all. Helen Zeller, on the other hand, 
a white granny that has long passed a due date in politics is still there trying to push and choose uh, the decisions within the, AN, the DA. And I believe she must also now go and retire and lead it to younger people within in, in politics. She's done a part for our country. We, we can no longer allow all these old um, skeletal men to always be in power. They must now move on and allow for younger people to come in. And that's just that. John was a great chief of the DA in Parliament. Best chief of ever of any party within Parliament. Great at all. Go look at this, um, how he, he how he conducted himself within Parliament. Best of it. But he's a failed leader of the DA. I don't think you will be able to succeed um, as president once he's in power. He is not a great leader at all. I can't I can't lead him. And that's the thing of John. John goes to 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 Ukraine a couple of years ago, and he goes and stands next to a, a hut in the ground with a fake bomb there. We all see it's photoshopped, and he says this is a bomb within Ukraine. But he thinks we are stupid. That's that. One thing I must applaud the DA for is the fact that they are quite strong on the views of the Palestine-Israel conflict. They have not condemned only Hamas or Israel. They've condemned both parties and called both parties to come to the table and discuss the two-state solution or resolution which will work best for what's happening right there in that part of the world. We see wars on both sides and whilst people are calling for the total eradication of Israel, the DA is strong and saying, no, we, we, don't, we shouldn't kill them. Don't remove them there. Rather work on accepting Israel in that part of the world, accepting Palestine in the part of the world and working to unite those two people in separate sovereign states. The only way we can end this debacle. But once again, guys, look at what's happening in those wars now. You ask yourself, did we as people ask for the killings of civilians, of children, on both sides? Did the people of Palestine ask for the 7th of October attack on Israel? Did the people of, of, of Israel, of of Israel ask or Israel ask for the killings of millions of children, women, and civilians over the last couple of years of Israeli bombardments on Gaza and Palestine. They've not asked for that, but their leaders wants to be, do that. They are war mongers, but the people are suffering. Where is Netanyahu when the bombs are going off in Israel? He goes hides in his bunker. Where is the leader of Hamas? living a lavish life in a five-star hotel in Qatar, while his people in Palestine, Gaza, are suffering. And we are now must go out and, and protest against Israel. But the leaders of Hamas, why should we go and support them? Go out and support the people of Palestine. Ask for them to have the right to choose their own government to elect them into power. Because Hamas was voted in in the 1980s, 90s, and then legally. And then something happened where they, no, there's no elections happening in Gaza today by Hamas. And that's the issue here. We need to remove them from power, put in a, people, a, a, a government that is elected by the people into power to actually benefit the people of Israel, of, of Palestine, because they are human too. As long as we choose to uh, choose our battles and choose sides in this battle, sorry, no one will ever win. Our fight should now be about having um, justice, having peace at all costs, 
and to save humanity first of all. Because people are dying at the end of the day. Lives are being lost. And that's why I told you guys, I was, I've always been pro-Israel. Always. But since 7th of October, I couldn't choose anymore. My thing was, nah, people first. Humanity first. We must save humanity first and end this warmongering leaders of our countries. And that's important. So I, I must say, I do like the policy of the DA on that matter. If you even listen to the the um, settlement minister of Durko, of the DA, a DA member, of course, her speech one day in parliament around this issue, I must say, I did sense leadership right there because she was much better than the current minister, um, sorry, of Durko, of how she only takes a particular part of the war. We even look at what's happening in Russia and in Ukraine. The ancient never condemned Russia for the civilian killings in Ukraine. They're already now comparing the two and labeling the two, com- to playing comparative games here. Also, I, I'm really angry part with using this as a means of politicking, of getting votes, um, forgetting that people are, are being killed and die every single day at the hands of these whoremongers. And you choose, no, let's now do this and uh, let's support and, and let's choose a side. No, let's choose humanity first. Let's remove these leaders. Let's remove, let's kill. Let's remove Netanyahu totally from Israel. Let's remove Hamas from, from Gaza. And let the people choose a government that will lead them in the total bill. Then lastly, we look at what's happening currently in the Western Cape. So a couple of weeks ago, Actually, last year, the DA um, proposed the Provincial Powers Bill, where they seek to have greater autonomy from national government in terms of certain delivery of services. This includes policing, it includes railway, all those things, right? Now, the ANC is totally against this move, national government, because they believe, or they always quote the Constitution when it comes to that, where they say, but the Constitution says this. But it also says that you must deliver services to the people. You're obligated as national government. You must provide safety and security to the people of the country. You must protect the borders. Steps as a responsibility to ensure that people's property are safe, that you are not a, a victim of crime. But if you walk from year to yesterday today, I believe you, because everywhere you go is unsafe. If I walk out of the studio today, I might be marked. I pray it doesn't happen, of course. I might be killed. I might be robbed because of the lack of safety in our country. But also a failing justice system for our, our people. So the Western Cape government is now requesting greater powers from national government to handle those competencies. This includes policing, it includes railway. The ANC said in a press briefing, which I was part of last week, that should the DA continue or provincial government continue with the process of public participation, for this bill, they will make the Western Cape ungovernable, right? Ungovernable. That's what they've said. We have now seen them doing the exact same thing that they've said. They've gone to every public hearing and they've disrupted the proceedings there. They're now saying that this, this thing goes against um, the constitution. It is racial. It is um, the deer once again trying to form a new uh, own enclave in South Africa. It's not that. The ANC government has failed to protect our people. Like every single day, seven people are being raped in our country. How many are being killed right now? Robbed right now? 
How many people's houses are being broken in right now? By undercepts what? And we must be allowed, we must now go out and, and fend for ourselves. That's what we're being asked for here. So I do, I, I do uh, support the powers bill. Because I believe that we need to have a more, a more localized uh, policing system. Because the thing with the current police is that they are centralized. So everything comes from Pretoria. Now, what happens in Pretoria does not occur in Cape Town. In what happens in Yesterfier does not necessarily occur in Gravata. So all communities have different crime and have different uh, crime waves. In my view, is why not have a localized approach where the province decides where resources must go, and that's important. I don't know why the agency is against this bill, because it's really, I believe, it's quite, it will work. It might have a positive effect for our country and for the province as a whole. Last, I want to speak about um, the EFF before we go to the last part of the program. Um, so we all know by now who they are. There is certain things I'm quite uncertain about the EFF as a party. I have tried to invite them to come here. Um, they have agreed to come here, but every single time they cancel or, yeah, that's the issue of the EFF. But I'm really trying my best to, to get them in here so we can have a frank discussion about the policies for the Western Cape and for the country in general. Um, one thing I do see about them, and specifically now in Ekroleni, where they are, I believe in Ekroleni, where they are now in government, in Joburg, is that people are saying that they are a very corrupt party, which I, I, can't, I can't deny nor agree with that. I have not seen any evidence of corruption at the ends of the EFF. Um, in my view, I do know they are a pro-black party, which is they in support of the progressive black movement. Um, but the question I always ask myself is, we have all these black leaders out there right now, portraying them to be the black Jesus of our black communities. But the thing is, they have no, they don't know what we are going through as black people in this country, as colored and Indian people in our country. The things we face, because they live lavish lifestyles. So any party that comes to you there and says, but ah no, we understand, they don't understand you at all. If they are there. So uh, I'm really hoping to speak to the EFF somewhere this year before the election. They have a better understanding about who they are and what they stand for as a party um, and why they're so aggressive. Because I love Buckley, so I really want to know why they are like that. Um, and hopefully it will happen very soon. I will try to contact him again to arrange a meeting or the interview with him once more. Um, the last part will be, or the second last part will be coalition governments. Now, this is quite serious, guys. Uh, specifically in the current scenario which we're in. Um, we, we live in a world, where, in a country where there will be no single winner in, the, in this election. Um, people are, or states are saying the ANC will go below 50%, um, but not saying that they will win, not at all. They might get 30% this election or even less, we might see the EFF going, losing even more votes and seats in Parliament. Um, we might see parties like Al Jamaa and Good not being in Parliament next year. Um, so we, we might see a significant change within the entire political landscape of our country. We even might see a party like the NCC 
being in parliament or even in the national legislature the provincial legislature come this year um so i'm quite excited to see what will happen so coalition government is basically when you can't form a, a government because there's no majority so now you go to parties and say let's partner and let's now work on forming coalitions so now we will see the ANC, the DA UIM P uh, all those parties of the multi-party charter forming a coalition government in support of having a government or forming a government somewhere next year um so we will see if they will be successful my 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 problem with this charter is the fact that i don't know if they will work if they will be able to successfully come to the aid of the africans that's my main issue i have with them but hopefully we will might see them being successful and uh, unseating the ANC but they will need to work really hard at that because the ANC still is a quite a big majority in our country it will take a lot for them to um to actually come to a point where they are not in government anymore it will really take a lot and really ca- courage and hard work for the multi-party charter to come in and be there we have seen them working together last week they had a, a, a joint registration drive um and i must say it's quite lucky to see parties working together and not only for votes but really work for and encourage people to vote it's important so we will see whether or not they will also be successful when it comes to the polls and then um let's take a quick break and then i will come back and speak to the last points we have today and then i will say goodbye to you i do know i might be fulfilled now because i'm alone here by yamafo but yeah we'll be back right now and then to do the last topics of today stay with us don't go anywhere radio yesterfir onse stasie onse talent onse mense whatsapp ons by 0645369095 talk to us the dang rak here When I was pregnant in jail I thought I was going to have a baby and the baby would never be with me but I was acquitted a month and 3 days before Tupac was born. I was real happy because I had a son. When I was young me and my mama had beat 17 years old kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Spending from school, was scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Said tears with my baby sister Over the years we was poor than other little kids And even though we had different daddies The same drama when things went wrong We blamed mama I reminisce on the stress I caused It was hell Hugging on my mama from a jail cell And who thinking elementary Hey, I see the penitentiary One day Running from the police That's right Mama catch me put a whoop into my backside And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was the black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed, a poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it. There's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate me. Don't you know we love it? 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 Don't you know we love it?
nobody tell us it was fair No love for my daddy cause the coward wasn't there He passed away and I didn't cry Cause my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger They say I'm wrong and I'm heartless But all along I was looking for a father, he was gone I hung around with the thugs And even though they sold drugs They showed a young brother love I moved out and started really hanging I needed money of my own so I started slanging I ain't guilty cause even though I sell rocks It feels good putting money in your mailbox I love paying rent when the rent's due I hope you got the diamond necklace that I sent to you Cause when I was low you was there for me You never left me alone because you cared for me And I can see you coming home after work late You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate just working with the scraps she was giving And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the road got rough, you're alone You're trying to raise two bad kids on your own And there's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it. Don't you know love And dear mama There's no limit to the things you did And all my childhood memories Are full of all the sweet things you did for me And even though I act crazy I gotta thank the Lord that you made me There are no words that can express how I feel You never kept a secret, always stayed real And I appreciate how you raised me And all the extra love that you gave me I wish I could take the pain away If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day Everything will be alright if you hold on It's a struggle every day, gotta roll on And there's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it. Don't you know you love me, station, our talent, and our people. Okay, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that music break right there. Um, I spoke earlier to you guys around the um, budget deficit that we have or the financial crisis which the country might or is in currently. Um, the Daily Investors po- posted something on the newspaper and they said the headline there says government's 330 billion fiscal gap, um, 330 billion rent as a buyer as a Um And that's because we our spending within government is getting exorbitantly more expensive every single day. And I mentioned to you guys earlier that we have a huge wage bill, even larger than that of countries like um, Sweden, them, which are than us. But when it comes to income, it's getting lesser and lesser every single year. Um, they say here that we had a decline of revenue last December 
of 16 billion rand compared to 2022 with an increase of spending of 9 billion rand in the same period. And this thing is increasing. Now, government overspent the last year's budget of 292,058 billion rand and we have a deficit within the budget of about 330 billion rand deficit. Now, any country that says they love a deficit budget are less simple because it really, like if you go to European countries, yes, they have massive deficits, but they can afford it. We can't afford to have a deficit budget, specifically not looking at our wage bill. They further say that we have a debt spiral when it's debt to GDP ratio, which is 90%. South Africa's GDP ratio to debt is now 77%. So, there is <laughs> Um And it really means bad news for the poorest of the poor and for the middle class in general because the less money they are, the more taxes they will now need from the people. And the middle class, the missing middle, will suffer the most because of that. And that's why we can, we need to ensure. That's why we must encourage government to reduce their spending to a point where they can at least have a, not a deficit budget, but there's money left, left, and that they can actually use the money more effectively to cut the wage bill, to ensure we cut the social wage as well, because as long as they spend like this, we will suffer, guys. There will come a day when they will not be able to afford to pay grants. They will not be able to afford to pay NASFAS money to students. And that will be a, they will not be able to pay government wages. And if that continues, we might come to a point where people will start striking. Civil unrest, protests once again, like we saw the July unrest of 20, what, 2022, I can't remember when it happened. Um, we might happen again, but on a greater scale. And that's why we need to move away from this huge increase ballooned def, um, uh, debt, that we, debt that we have in our country and try our best to now we concede it and to pay it off to ensure that we have a lesser degree of debt to, debt to, to GDP ratio in our country. 77% is quite high. We can make it work, but we need political will from those leaders in the Minister of Finance and Treasury to make that happen. Now, one thing I've noticed, and I, I really think this is important, is the fact that we now have greater pro-colored parties. I told you earlier that we do never had a voice as colored people in general. Parties never had a voice. But now we have. There's three parties I like, I'd like to really look at today. We have the NCC, which is one of the, I must say, one of the greatest pro-colored parties that we ever had in South African history. We had the good, I said had, not have, had, good, and we had um, the PA, we're also there. Now, why do I say had when it comes to the PA and good? Here's the issue which I have with um, those two parties. The, the fact that these parties are continuously working against or with the ANC. My main issue with the ANC work, or working with them is that the fact that the ANC for years deliberately deliberately work to not provide services to indigenous colored South Africans. We look at the amount of colored people in government, in parliament, in the ANC, NEC, the ANC, NWC, 
ministers, deputy ministers, how many of them are people of color or of indigenous descent? That says already a lot about who the party is exactly. So when I always see these parties working with the ANC, I immediately feel like you're losing your net, your, your entire vision that you had in principles when you came to power. Because Gaita McKenzie came to power or came into power on a colored vote. He said this is a colored, as a party for the colored people. He said that. The very same year, he is deputy president now, Kenny Kunene said that this is not the colored party. Against the morals and principles of all the, the, the PA stood for. And they're losing votes because of that. Morals and principles that they have lost. We saw what happened in Rabo, of how people gone went there with, with McKenzie when he became mayor, and how people left his party because he promised the PA people, I will give you a job if you come to vote for us. He's a maniki, he's so claim for yourself, I will make you a counselor. He didn't get votes, and he went with him to Rabo. I must invite him here to come and speak with me on the show as well. And now he's there in Grabo, no job, no nothing, and now he's also left the PA because of that. Never go into politics when you have, uh, um, you want to gain something, because you must serve the people first of all. Then we have good. Now that's anti-protest the law. Verrijer op je grootste hooggraad. Therese Frozen Verrijer. Protest came into power also on the colored vote. The first thing this auntie did when she came into power was going to bed with the ANC. First thing she did. What has she done for the colored people since being the Minister of Tourism and the Minister of, of Public Works? What have good done for the colored people in our country? I've tried for months to contact them, come to my show, come speak with me. I don't get a like so many meaning, particularly feel They have not come. Um, because they don't want to count on their failures as a minister of, 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 of tourism and public works to create an environment where colored people can be empowered. Now the NCC. The main issue I have with this part, yeah, the fructophil. But I do like the moral sustain for the principles of fighting for the colored voices. Um, because I believe it's important. I must say that, guys, that as much as we do not want to always racialize politics, which is actually bad, we mustn't do that, but it's also important for us to know who we are as a people. The colors never had a political home. We now have at least three of them, which you can go and vote for. The DA failed colored people a long time ago. ANC failed us. We've never been welcomed within the EFAB, actually, so I, I can't say we, we can go there. But we have three parties right now which are pro-colored, which I believe can help you get a better life. The first two, I'm not sure about right now, but I would like to invite them to come and speak with me around with the Arsa party. It might change as we go on, but I might say just stay away from those two parties. The NCC right now might be the, f- the greatest party that we ever had as colored people to actually fight for our voices. Um, but still, I'm still quite not sure about them because of who they are, how they conduct themselves sometimes, of the racialization of everything that they have. have. I don't like that. Um, but yeah, these are three pro-colored indigenous movements, which I believe we might have to look out for come this election. We're also seeing right now a shift in the political dynamics within the Western Cape in terms of how do we vote for. We've always voted in South Africa against race alliance. So colored people normally vote for the DA or NP those years. ANC normally, Black people normally vote for the ANC and we have indigenous people voting normally for ANC as well, and some will vote DA and Al Jamaa, all those parties. But the colored vote 
has become extremely important within the Western Cape itself. And we see people now going after them. We see the ANC coming to our community in a couple of weeks' time. The DA trying to get us back there. Um, that's how important the colored vote is. In the next couple of weeks, you will hear my brother, they will say, black, colored, and Indian. But they will make a, narrow, a point of calling out colored people because they understand, no one understands the importance of our votes as colored people. That's why, guys, I cannot say enough. Let's go out and let's go vote to participate to change the country for the better. If you don't participate, if you sit at home and allow a vote to go past you when you go vote between May and August, you will be part of the problem. We look at the Eastern Cape, for example, where people are dying every day because they must cross a river to go to school. 30 years of democracy. They don't have a river to cross to go to a school. And we say, no, it's okay to govern like that. No. We need change. We need change right now. I'm also calling on all the young people out there. Let us go out and let's vote. We can party still. You can still drink. You can still go out and enjoy. It's fine. But for one hour, go take out your phone. Go to a library. Go to a place where there's Wi-Fi. Register online to vote. On election day, please, for one hour, only for one day, lose the black label, lose whatever you have there, Russian, whatever, and go out and vote. Be part of the solution that we're facing right now. I don't care if you vote for Al Jama. I don't care if you vote for the Dacha party. I don't care if you vote for whatever party you want to vote for. Just go out and vote for change. Not ANC, not the top three parties. Vote for change. Change we need right now. The longer we sit here and allow people like that to vote on our behalf, and we want to complain the whole year, whole five years, you are the cause of your own issues because you, do, you fail to participate in the elections. So go out. Go vote. Be part of your own democracy. And own your democracy. It's yours. I hard-fought democracy for you. Go out. Go vote. Participate. Please. Guys, I am tired. Just like I will be back next week, Monday again. I'm already speaking to a couple of guests to come on. Um, so we can continue our political discussion. So please do come back with me next Monday, same time, same place, um, to continue our discussion around that. Once again, guys, politics loves you very much. Um, and it's one of the few sources we can have today to change our lives for the better. Like we've done in 94, when our parents and their parents went out to vote for the ANC, this year's election is also very much important for us. Go out and vote for a party of your choice. Vote for a difference. Don't stay at home on election day. Don't allow the day to go past you because remember, a vote counts. Every vote for a party counts. And if you fail to go vote, it might mean that one vote that would have gone to whatever party could have answered the ANC. This so is not about a, it's not an anti-ANC party. I'm not that. I, I love that for them for, for who they are. I love their policies, of course. But they failed our country in general. And that's why I can't come here and say vote for the ANC. We can't say that anymore. They've played their part for 30 years. They failed our people. Any persons. They failed black people in our country. Indian people. Colored people and white people. Okay, whites is not fine. I can't make a fail vote. Our three colored people of color. We've been failed for how many years right now? In 94, we all voted, our parents would go out to vote for them. For change, we've not seen it happening in 30 years. 
and now it's time for change. Young people, rise up, use your powers, and go out and vote for a party of your choice. We have a power, we have a voice, let's use it. Your vote, your mark to make an election day might either mean better life, better job opportunities, and better work for you, or it might mean poverty, 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 and poverty for you further. You choose what one you want. You can choose that. It's your, all your choice. You have a democracy to choose. So choose, but choose wisely. From my side, Yvonne Fritz, the team at Ready Yesterday. Until next week, Monday, same time, same place. God bless you all. Please be safe, take care, and please go out and register to vote. ISU website, www.registertovote.election.org.za. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Butcher's Market offers the best quality, locally sourced, and 100% halal meats. Visit our store at Sanbury Square Mall. Contact us at 021-565-04-9 TPM for your halal meats. Onze talent, 
Onze mensen, WhatsApp ons bij 064-536-9095. Talk to us, die ding ruk hier. You are listening to Radio Istro.